Actually What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Um, so it's, <laughs> yeah, my come, favorite uh, movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. Nothing too different this week. <laughs> I was thinking about it. But um, welcome back, everybody. All the fourth Wallies. Wally. Is that my new one? Was that trash? <laughs> that was trash. That was trash. My jaw hurts. And that might be why I can't really open my like jaw all the way. Why? I don't know. Maybe I slept on the wrong, clenching my teeth out a bad dream or something. Hmm. I couldn't really remember my dream this morning, but I know I did wake up a little angry. Mm, probably at me. No. You always have dreams of, and wake up mad at me. I do for a little bit and then I'll be over with it. You know what I'm saying? I'll be over with it. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Um, this podcast specifically brought to you by Golden Chick. Uh, I think every week I'm just going to choose a new sponsor that's not actually sponsoring us, <laughs> but who is powering our podcast because we are eating their food. Um, so next week it'll probably be Trader Joe's or something like that, but we'll see. So shout out to uh, Golden Chick for uh, providing the meal tonight. You feel me? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I didn't plan very well. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? You got on that pelly. You got your workout in. And for y'all who are getting your workout in right now, shout out to you getting your workout in listening to Press Next Podcast. If you're on the way to work, shout out to you listening Amen. to Press Next Podcast. Yeah, best. shout out to you. If you're at the grocery store, wherever you are, shout out to yo self anyway we are a podcast about movies tv shows documentaries we review them we break them down we talk about real life applications and stuff like that also just about like hollywood news and stuff like that film entertainment and general exactly so, so if that's uh you covered it all yeah for real if that is who you are thank you you can follow us on uh every if you just google press next podcast we're on everything if you type in press next podcast on, on anything we're on it you can hit the follow button. You can drop a review. That's the best way you can support us. Um, but we we do have Patreon and everything else. So, hey, do me a favor really quick. Can you throw me that television remote that's sitting next to your left knee? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we also don't be editing nothing now. We like to be raw. Raw! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and keep things in. As you have seen before, if you've ever heard me cough, or if you heard the TV go um, wild last week, just randomly cut on. Um. Yeah, we don't, sneeze. Really, we don't really edit out stuff unless it gets like political or something like that because we are not a political podcast. So we like to keep that out. And the first thing that we like to talk about is what you've been watching. Great question. <laughs> Another week of not really watching a lot. <laughs> yeah, what was you doing last week, yo? It was spring breaky for me, so I got a lot in. That's also a good question because I feel like I didn't do a lot. I didn't do fucking shit. <laughs> but I also feel like I didn't watch a lot of TV. So didn't read a lot either. What I need. A little bit of you time. That's probably what it was. You were just chilling. Yeah. I've been on my phone too much. Getting your roll on. Yeah. You was, there was a point in time where you had like a little lock on on your apps and stuff, right? No, no, no. I do. I just ignore them daily. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. But I'm I will say. that lifestyle. I will say right before the show started, I was on. Instagram. Mm. And Instagram. my little thing came up and said, you know, you've met your time limit for the day. And instead of pressing ignore, I said, I'm going to get off. You show right. Let me X out of this. And that's for 30 minutes a day on uh, Instagram. And I honestly need to make it shorter. Yeah, 30 minutes. I think they say 
the average users in America use TikTok for, I guess the median is like 90 minutes a day. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. I my I don't time, have a timer on TikTok because I feel like I go through waves with TikTok mm, where I... I'm like kind of done with it and then you're like on it. I like won't watch a lot unless somebody sends me something and mm-hmm. then I get into the to the scrolling yeah. um, dark hole. But sometimes I get in this mode where I'm like, I feel like I haven't been on TikTok a lot. I just want to sit down and watch TikToks. I would like to count TikTok and I might, and let's see how y'all feel about it. But let me ask you this. I think I count TikTok as like film entertainment. as like content because every week there's a new thing well, that happens. Well, it's definitely content. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like when we talk about the entertainment industry, we typically think about like, you know, like film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok has just, it's just like a short form, short form, um, medium but still gives us all of those things yeah so it's not just plainly informational there's also you know stuff on there that i feel like either be funny entertaining or is informational or all at once yeah um and that's why i genuinely like tiktok but you know how bad it was for me at one point when i was like really posting every day i was on tiktok hours a day i know um i called you out one time and said hey what's your screen time on tiktok yeah i know it was bad it was and bad it was, it was like, like four hours yeah it was, it was like bad. four and a half hours yeah i was dedicated though and i was getting paid too but check this out i've only been on tiktok today 34 minutes okay let me check let's go only been on tiktok today 34 of the minutes man i mean shout out to tiktok though i like tiktok but it just gets a little wild sometimes, and I would rather spend my time watching other movies and stuff. Uh-huh, look at you. Mm. Look at you. Where you been? Where you at? She okay. gave me that look, y'all. Oh, wait. I think that's my monthly. I mean, my weekly average. No, uh-huh. just... Oh, you don't have the screen time at the top like I do. Why did I just... Did you hear my... If y'all heard that whistle... It's your gap. It's my gap. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. It's. I want to get it closed. I don't want to get it closed, actually, but it's been a thought of mine uh, for the longest... Um, but it's a part of who I am. But I, I don't want to tell. It's not. Uh, nope. I, I don't want to tell. Tell the world. Okay. Be vulnerable. I was vulnerable with mine. TikTok today, an hour and a half. That's not bad. Oh, wait. Okay. But actually, because I forgot to bring my book to work, so I did scroll TikTok all of my lunch hours. So that actually checks out. Yeah. Okay. I typically don't do that. Um, I usually read during lunch, but I forgot my book. That is bad. An hour and a half. That's not bad. Mm. You got an hour and a half of entertainment. It's just not, it's not, it's no different than watching Netflix. I mean, I guess that's true, but I think to me, what I'm trying to focus on now is what entertainment I'm consuming. Okay. Because I, know, I feel that. Because I feel like sometimes it's just like I'm not seeing what I want to see mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah, me either. Or I'm like, in these weird algorithms where I'm like, how did I even end up here? And like, why is this popping up for me? You know what? I think when it comes to TikTok, sorry, we've drifted to TikTok. But I know, I know. Sorry. But it's an important conversation to be had because there's a lot of things that people put out there. And I'm like, one, why? I think. But two, it's like, I guess this feels therapeutic to you. Like I ended mm-hmm. up on the side of TikTok where it's like people talking about losing their children. Oh, yes. I don't And know. like infantry, infancy, yeah. <laughs> infantry. <laughs> You got to every Sorry, time you see them. that's not funny. I just think you, about babies at war. Killing me. Um, <laughs> um, in infancy. And I'm just like, 
Oh my God, I'm terrified. Oh, an infant at Almazra. Okay. I feel you. I think maybe you could click the little buttons and say, I don't like this much stuff, and it won't feed you that anymore. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, you can click the little like three dots on the like on the video mm. and be like, I don't I don't rock with this content. Gotcha. And basically they'll stop sending you that sending you that content. But like I feel like what I'm getting is that like everybody's starting to be the same. Yeah. Like all the content is just kind of just formed into this huge conglomerate or just like one big blob of content. Yeah. And there's no more like individuality, if that yeah. makes sense. Or they're just not showing it to me. They're not showing it because I feel like there definitely is some. I just feel like FYPs are most of the same thing. Mm. Because there are some people that I enjoy watching their videos, so I will have to search their names. Mm. Or I'll have to go back into right, things that them. I've saved to go find them. Like this one girl popped up on my, and she does cooking videos. And she popped up on my, because um, I accidentally, this is my own fault, because I stay on FYP instead of going to the people you follow. But I accidentally scrolled that way, and she popped up, and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about her. And then I spent like, probably 30 minutes watching all of her cooking videos that I've missed. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Somebody asked me if I was shadow banned. And I said, I don't know. I just think this, whatever's going on with TikTok. Yeah. Well, it'll probably get shut down soon yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah. But so, what are you actually watching yeah, outside yeah, yeah, of TikTok? Yeah. So, um, a little bit of Real Housewives of New Jersey again. Saw that. Trying to filter what I've been um, taking in and a lot of fighting all the time wears me down but you know a comfort show of mine that i put on while i cook reba, reba. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't been watching that reba girl and then um yesterday we were just sitting around the house and i actually put on just this rom-com that i saw on netflix called the wedding year it has sarah hi i don't know who the woman was but um i knew tyler james williams and then it? tyler james williams Everybody hates Chris. Yeah, Sarah Highland. Um, or Gregory from Abbott. It was corny. <laughs> I mean, it looked corny. It, yeah, it was very, very corny. It was only okay. Like, eh, if you're bored and you want something just mindless to watch, watch it. But mm. I have a lot of respect for both of those people. So I was like, let me let me go ahead and put it on. I'll do this same. movie, you know? I do the same sometimes. I'm like, I'll power through a bad movie because I have respect for the actors. And yeah, actresses. but then it's like, why did you agree to do this? You're better. You're better than this. Right, but not, I mean, the way I be thinking about it, and maybe that's the standard, and we'll kind of talk about that too. That's the standard that I feel like we got to get away from. It's like every everything is yeah. not going to be a home run. That's true. Every game's not going to be a 30-point game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sometimes you just got to do the work, and if it if it pans out, it pans out. And if it doesn't, you know, ah, it doesn't, maybe that wasn't your best, but you keep on moving, you know. That's not, a good point. Not every album is platinum. But but um, we watched another episode of You. Of You, two episodes of You. Oh, yeah. We yeah. watched two more yeah. episodes of You. So we have three episodes left until mm -hmm. um, we get done with It is getting this mightily season. interesting. It is. It's finally getting interesting. I feel like we should do a follow-up segment no, after we, we finish will. it. We definitely will. Um, and then... They say this is a big, big rich, rich town. town. Uh, uh, let's go. I just come from the poet's part. We were so lit when we got to turn that mug on, man. Listen. If y'all don't watch Power, you are missing out on one of the best shows that has come out in the past 
six, seven, eight years. Agreed. It's so good. Shout out to the you know this is power you know Power Book Two Ghost, mm-hmm. and they finally came out with another season, and they dropped episode one, uh, so we watched that, and it's steaming up. Yeah, it's already spicy. Episode one is already spicy, so you know this season about to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I watched a lot of Snowfall. I'm almost caught up. I was a season behind, and I watched the whole season pretty much in a in a day. Dang. Um. Yeah, shout out to Snowfall. What a what a what a great show. It's power and snowfall for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I watched the MH370, the plane that disappeared on Netflix, the documentary. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with the Malaysian Air, Airlines plane that disappeared. I've been that way since it happened. Because sometimes those things just like really riddle my brain of like how do you how does a plane disappear? Yeah, how did it? That's a, um, uh, we should actually like do a whole entire episode okay. about that because there's a lot of different information and theories about what happened mm-hmm. and what even is happening. Oh. Um, so. Is it like a. Conspiracy? Um, no. What's that show? Manifest? Manifest? Situation? Okay. How. They flew into like a. Right. But how wild. Is it that when that happened is when Manifest came out? I, mean, I was like, oh, just a little. Mm. This is a little. They playing in your face. You know what yeah, I'm saying? <laughs> playing yeah, in your yeah. face. That's a little wild for me. Have you watched Manifest? I did. I watched like the first season and I was like, Same. I'm going to just keep it real with you. Not that great. A lot of people love it. And I think it's actually still going. I think it. I liked it a lot up until the end where it got... It got too losty for me. Yeah, it got too convoluted. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So nice. that's what I've been watching. That's what we've been watching. So if you want to watch something, uh, we're definitely probably going to finish you soon. And we'll mm-hmm. probably jump back on Outer Banks. Like I like the way we're taking things a little slow. And Daisy Jones. Daisy Jones in the six, for sure. That'll probably be on our stuff for next week. So this week, Real Housewives of New Jersey, The Wedding Year, Snowfall, Power Book 2, Ghosts, um, MH370, The Plane That Disappeared, and Netflix, You. But before we go any further, I have not done this, but I want to... I've done this before, but I haven't done it at the beginning of it. So do you want to play a game? Oh, switching it up. Yes. Typically, we wait to the end, but I want this to set the theme. Okay. You want to play? I mean, you want to yes. play? I hit the yes, stop yes, button yes. on it. Okay. So here's my question. The U.S. leads the rest of the world in documented serial killers with a whopping... 3,613 serial killers as of 2020. So I'm sure that's probably went up. What country is next on the list? Uh, oh, I thought that was going to be a true false. <laughs> no, no. I was like, yes, What true. country is next on the list? Oh. Obviously, America has the most, but who's next on the list? Um. Wow. That's yeah, a good question. One, right? Yeah. Uh, Don't look on the screen. Neither stop cheating. No, tell me. Nah, you don't take take a guess. It's a game. Uh, oh no! Because what if I guess wrong? Then I'm just like profiling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No, it's not. Just take a take a take a stab at it. Should I say? Pun intended. Um, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm gonna keep it close to home, Mexico. Okay, Mexico is incorrect. Okay. It is England. England. Really? Yes. Now, granted, th- these are 
things that have been notified you know what i'm saying like i'm sure maybe uh they have been documented i'm yeah. sure maybe there are other countries that maybe have more they just have not been like actually yeah. documented yeah, yeah, yeah. but why is england second with only a hundred and like 76 <laughs> so uh, we got over three thousand. england got not even 200 and they're the next person on the list so there's something wrong with serial killing in america <laughs> i am very perplexed i'm perplexed too when i was reading the stats but i got another one for you okay got another one for you okay um define serial murder a person who murders more than one person I mean, I feel like that's close to the answer, but you have to elaborate, elaborate a little bit more because that could be a mass murder. Um, a person who kills more than one person like on different days. Ooh, like different day. <laughs> <laughs> like not all at one time. Okay, over not, over a span of time. Right. Okay. Okay. I, yes. I see what you're saying. A person who kills more than one person over a span of time. Okay, so that's actually like super close to what the FBI, the FBI's version of. But what I've in my research found is that there's not like a clear definition for serial murders. Well, I know they call it serial murder instead of serial killings. Mm-hmm. Um. But the, the Britannica says unlawful homicide of at least two people carried out by the same person or persons in separate events occurring at different times. Okay. Over a span um, of time. Yeah. So, but it's, that, that definition is different than a definition if you were to just Google it, which is also different than a definition on Wikipedia. And it's also different than a de- definition that the FBI uses. Interesting. So I don't know if there's one true legal definition for serial murder, hmm. which also may lead to the high numbers with the United States. Beyond the fact that we still just got a lot of, like, we're just obsessed with murdering, I guess, you yeah. know, or at least documenting it. Because there's other places that probably have a lot of uh, serial killers, but they're not really right. documented serial killers. Right, right, right. Um, but if y'all have not caught on today, the movie that we watched this week was called Boston Strangler. And it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon. Currently rated 63 on Rotten Tomatoes, 60 on Metacritic, uh, but it is billed as the reporter. Reporter Loretta McLaughlin, is that how you say her name? Mm -hmm. Becomes the first person to connect a series of murders and break the story of the Boston Strangler. She and Jean Cole, Jean Cole. Anyway, challenged the sexism of the early 1960s to report the city's most notorious serial killer. So we watched it. It was on Hulu. You can watch this right now on Hulu. It's called Boston Strangler. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about to get into the spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, go ahead and turn away now if you don't care. Of the movie, because if you're into true crime, you've definitely heard you of know, the and I'm Boston sure you've probably, Strangler. Exactly. And you can put the two and two together, right? Like it's somebody right. around the Boston area who was strangling people. So, yeah. you know, Zodiac Killer, maybe you think, I mean, you can almost put them together too, but this one's pretty cut and dry. Um, but seeing that we watched the movie, uh, mm-hmm. watched the film, how did you feel? Zero to a hundred, you know, zero being absolute, absolute dumpster. A mm-hmm. hundred being... Best cinema Best you ever watched. Ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty on par with Rotten Tomatoes. I'd give it like a 65, I think. 65? I think users gave it like a 73 across the board. Oh, really? Yeah, but I think I'm with you. I'm around like the 60s. I might be right on 63 as well, or maybe even 60, Okay. to be honest with you, which makes me a little sad if we, if I'm really thinking about it, because y'all, this movie was not actually really about the Boston Strangler. Right. It was about the reporters who yes. wrote the story. Exactly. It was about women in the 60s in a field that they don't dominate, having to break down sexism and those mm-hmm. barriers to be and this is a true story too like this isn't like uh fiction this is based on a true story mm-hmm. so this was somebody's story of right. the work they had to go through to essentially name the boston strangler and find the boston strangler mm-hmm. and i think they did a poor job yeah i don't think it was a poor movie i just think that it was like I don't think it was poor. I think it was okay, just... Okay, they didn't do a great job. Right, they could have right, done right. better. It, right. It was just meh. Right. I feel like if they would have... But I don't know how, like... I was thinking today, like, man, how would they have made it better, right? Yeah. How would I have enjoyed this movie? Because uh, if I'm going to give it a 60, like, what would have put it at a 90? Mm-hmm. A, a couple of things. Um, first, I'll talk about what I enjoyed about the movie. I liked the premise that it wasn't just about the Boston Strangler. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the true crime like stuff. Right. Get me off of that. Everybody's doing that right now. Which, what did I say like 10 minutes into the movie? I said, oh, this isn't about the Boston Strangler. No. I mean, yeah. this isn't about like the actual... Yeah, like the murders that took place right. and who this, this is person about was. about the reporting of it. Right. Which is also what I would like to see when we talk about these true crimes is like, can we talk about the people involved? Right. And not glorifying this murderer? As if this person was just like a genius or something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, there's like this site on the FBI. Uh, it's like FBI.whatever.gov. And it talks about serial killers. And they do like a myth, like fact versus myth. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one section that's like serial killers are geniuses. And then <laughs> they go hard on telling you that the serial killers are not geniuses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're really stupid, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of funny. So I was, I was glad that the premise was... Here are two women in uh, a space that is dominated by men mm-hmm. who are going to be sexist against them, who are going to put up every single barrier uh, against them. They're not going to be able to work as easily as a reporter, by the way, as men would. And they somehow cracked the case, the biggest case in that area at the time. And we're talking the 1960s. And they're also wives and mothers. Yes. They're also running households. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it was cool. To, like, I was like, I like that, right? Like, I like the premise of that. I would like to see more of that. I think where I wanted stuff to change was that I just felt like the movie itself was too dark and dramatic. Yeah. So it felt like this was supposed to be a triumphant, powerful film mm-hmm. for these women. But the way, the style that they shot it felt more like it was a dramatic killing movie you know what i mean yeah i i think you just hit the nail on the head because i think that that's exactly what it was like the story was about the women but it felt like it was about the murders the the murders exactly and the way that it was drama not i don't want to say dramatized but the way that it was like so drama and dark everything was everything like just the certain scenes there was a scene i think she was talking to her grandmother or something some older lady some elderly lady in the apartment 
And I just remember looking at this scene like, why did they light it like this? Yeah. It is so dark and, and dramatic in this room. When realistically, like, that wouldn't, that's not how rooms are. I yeah. mean, we're sitting in a dark room right now, but typically we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, we're typically in a well-lit room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know why films do certain things, you know, for stylistic shots and they want it to make it feel dramatic. I just think that was the wrong tone and the wrong feel for the movie. There's probably parts where they needed to feel that way, right? Yeah. There's a scene where she goes um, to meet with somebody. She wants to ask him some questions and stuff. And he's a little creeper. You know, he's taking her around the corner, down the stairs and saying, I can talk to you right back in this room like that. I want to feel dramatic. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it is like, well, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. They're just style wise. I feel like they missed the the mark. But is is there anything out of that, though, that you pulled out? Like, oh, man, I actually enjoyed it. Like, I liked. Yeah, I think just seeing the women and how they navigated. Mm. I think that that was super interesting because you don't think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how they had two different types of women. Like they had... Oh, yeah. So so 100%. the two women, one was doing undercover work, undercover journalism, um, posing as a nurse in a hospital doing, or in a nursing home, Mm -hmm. doing a story over the mistreatment of the elderly. And then you had one who was doing product reviews. So she literally, like her job was to test a new Sunbeam toaster and then write a product review about it. But she wanted something more. And she went up to the, to the nurse, the one who was, you know, undercover and was like, how did you get that? Right. And she said, I asked for it. She was like, oh, that's all you had to do? And she was like, yep, pretty much. So, like, you had this one woman who was so strong Mm -hmm. and was running her field. Yeah, Yeah. getting what she wanted. And then you had one that wanted to be like that. And so she taught her how to do that. I thought that was super interesting. For sure. And Um, you see her, like, during the film kind of stand up for a couple times, too. Yeah, exactly. So I like that aspect. Um, Yeah. You're like, that's it? That's it? Well, that, and then, I mean, I think they did a good job of showing what kind of was going on at the time. Like, was it one killer? Was it multiple killers? Did they change their their MO, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, did they change their victim type and all that? I I think they did a pretty decent job of showing that as well. Right, for sure. And I, I don't know if there was supposed to be a balance or not. I guess it has to be if you're thinking about like how they even figured out, you know, some of the characteristics right. that's in the third, but I just wish it was less dramatic for some, for some of the, sh- the scenes, probably most of the scenes I wish was less dramatic. Cause, but I just don't think the, well, I wasn't there. Right. I can tell you what I was there for. And maybe it was just dramatic, but it didn't, it didn't feel as dramatic. Um, the DC sniper. Mm. So you remember, do you remember that time? Mm-mm. Man. When was that? <laughs> I'm like, am I? I'm like, man, am I aging myself real quick? It wasn't. It was after 9/11, so it. 2002. Yeah, it was like not too long after 9/11. Yeah. So. Well, the, I was seven. Okay. <laughs> In the city. I'm not in D.C., but granted, this is after 9/11. This was happening in the big city. People were thinking that like, uh, you know, this is going to hit every city type of thing. Mm-hmm. I lived around big cities. 
I remember there being a lock your doors type of feel. Yeah. It was a, we can't go outside to the park to play basketball. We had, you know, we would change the way that we got gas. You know, like it was like you, you be at the pump and then you swing around the car so that the car could protect you if somebody wanted to shoot from the street or whatever it may be. But for the, for the minor changes, it still didn't seem like as dramatic. But also I wasn't in D.C. Maybe it was more dramatic in D.C. I just wished <laughs> that they would have given more like beat of the city. How did the city feel? Yeah. How did the people feel? I'm sure the women were scared, but like, were there any kind of changes that happened? But it got me thinking about, one, why was it so easy for this person to get into these women's house or apartments or wherever they're at? You said some of the scenes he would like knock on the door and they'd open the door and he'd be like, oh, I'm here to fix your pipe or whatever. And then they'd be like, who sent you? And he's like, oh, the super. And they're like, oh, come inside. And then like, yeah. boom, they're dead. Well, that was a that was a thing is that he wasn't forced and he wasn't forcing his way in, in any anybody. of these things. Right. Which either lets me know that he knew them or he was just a master manipulator when it comes to stuff like that. But then it's like. Or he was just watching them and knew that they were women that lived alone. Oh, 100%. I think that's also, yeah, you know, a part of that. But I'm like, dang, times has changed so much. I feel like any big thing that happens changes how we do security yeah. in our entire life, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, especially, didn't you just show me a TikTok yesterday or like a post yesterday about like when you when you watch too many true crime uh, podcasts? Mm-hmm. It was like somebody had they were in a hotel and they had uh, chairs connected to the door so that you couldn't open the door. And I was like, man, that's so od. But then I'm like, is it really though? But it is. I always be thinking about like, if you had a fire, can you get out or could somebody get in to help you if you were in a medical emergency? Yeah. You know, like you want to be protected, but not like too protected mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, but what do you think like changed after the Boston Strangler security wise? Um, well, I'm sure more people <laughs> locked their doors um, and didn't just let people in. I'm sure that women that were home alone or that were, you know, approached by someone saying, I'm the super, I'm doing this, this, mm-hmm. and this. You gonna have to come with some paperwork saying yeah, why you you're here. Some, show me a badge, sir. <laughs> a badge, paperwork of something mm-hmm. that's happening, proof of something that's happening and why you need in my in my building. Or go get the super. And y'all both come, you know? Yeah, I'm going I'm to keep it a buck. Well, first off, I'm like, I wish they did do that. But I also know statistically serial killers were most active between like 1970 and 1990s. Mm-hmm. And I think out of all the killings that happen each year, it's like less than 1% is a serial killer by definition. That's yeah. a stat I read today. Um, <clears throat> but me, when it comes to security, this is the perfect like scenario for my house. Okay. I'm sitting at on the couch watching whatever I'm watching and somebody rings the doorbell. My peephole is a camera. It's not a peephole. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get up to go to the door to see who's there. Yeah. I can look on my device to say, who are you? And they can talk to me clearly on the device. So I don't have to doorbell. get up. You said what? <laughs> I said, so a ring doorbell. Even better than that. Cause I'm gonna have the ring doorbell. I'm gonna have the, uh, 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 
the peephole be the camera and I'm have a camera pointing down. Because you know the ring doorbell sometimes they like to do little funny stuff with. Or sometimes it's tough to be, well, I ain't doing ring anyway because apparently they've been giving out the, uh, they've been giving out footage to police without asking with mm. no warrant. So I'm not rocking with, with ring. I'm rocking with Vivint right now. Shout out to Vivint. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it is That's what I need I need a Even when I go to the peephole I want my peephole I seen this at my aunt's house On the back of her door It's like a little TV screen mm-hmm. Like a little iPad Yeah 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 And the peephole is the screen Yeah I'm not Cause here's what could happen People be like Oh yeah come to the peephole And then you get blasted through the peephole No no sir Not happening I don't have to see you To have a conversation with you sir We don't have to be face to face Talking to the camera Speaking to the mic, sir. <laughs> like they did on the uh, Boondocks episode. Please let us in to inspect your house. <laughs> Get the fuck on. No, I'm not happening, bro. You're not coming inside. I'm too paranoid. And you know this. Me as your husband, am I paranoid about your safety? Yes. I'm paranoid about your safety. There's nothing that keeps me up at night more than if I did something to keep you safe. That's going to also wreck me when we have children. Yeah. I know it will. I feel like on this earth, beyond loving you, my only job is to make sure that like my family is straight and safe. That's it. So when we get into the house and we doing all security stuff, leave me alone. <laughs> okay, let me do me. OD. I'm gonna be definitely OD, but Our I'm gonna be playing gonna be that. A booby trap. Man, <laughs> let me have my dream, and it would be. We will have safe rooms underneath like little basements. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you think it's a fireplace, but if you uh, put the key in, the fireplace kind of open up. You get to walk down the stairs. Oh, my. Man, that'll be fired in the mud, boy. Fire. <laughs> that'll be that'll be, that'll be be hard. That would be cool. And you down there, it's a little safe room. And we good from tornadoes because we in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then a little back room on that, you can go to another room, go to the studio outside, like an underground tunnel. <laughs> and get to the outside. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be uh That would be lit. pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully, it wouldn't be no snakes down there or nothing like that. Because um, then you definitely wouldn't go. Facts. Did the movie make you want to dive deeper into like the Boston Strangler? Um. Yes and no. So I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts about the Boston Strangler, mm-hmm. and so I kind of knew about it already. Um. But it did make me go back and re-listen. It didn't make me want to do a deeper dive, though. Like. Honestly, no, nah, I'm not finna go there because <laughs> that's disrespectful. Disrespectful. My thought was disrespectful, but well, I was reading a lot, I feel like, today about the Boston Strangler. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting that they say the Boston Strangler is thought to be one person. Mm-hmm. They don't say that the Boston Strangler is this person. Right. Because the guy that admitted to doing it it's only proven that he did the last person. The DNA in 2013 verified that. Mm-hmm. But he confessed. And so they put all of them on him. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people think there was more than one murder. Yeah. I need to do more, maybe dive a little bit deeper. But apparently he was telling the cops stuff that like nobody knew. Like what? Like what do you mean? Okay, so basically he was giving the cops details that nobody nobody in the public knew. So then it would have to be him? Right. Mm. And he also told us, this is the, the wild one for me. He described one of his victims' couches in the house. Right? Or chairs. Mm-hmm. Like an armchair. So much so that the, even the victim got it messed up. 
the victim was like, no, the couch was a brown chair and it looked like this. And he was like, no, it's a blue chair and it was like this. And they went back and it was a blue chair. That looked exactly how he said it looked. Hmm. So I'm like, maybe there was two, but also, what do he? What does he gain from claiming that? Yeah. And two, why would he know all the notoriety. information about the other stuff? I guess notoriety, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think serial killing was that popular at the time. In the 60s. In the 70s and the 90s, it was the height. 70 through 90. I was like, what? Yeah, 1970 to 1990 is like the peak. Okay. Of when the look I just gave you. I know she was like in discuss like, are you have you not listened to Crime Junkie? Are you not a morbid fan? Hello. <laughs> have you not taken a listen to wine and murders? <laughs> listen, that's fine. I listen to all them podcasts and everything else. I also had to study nothing but serial killers in psychology. I'm tired of serial serial killers. Fair. Um but I just feel like it wasn't popping, popping. Okay. And, and then it got to a point to where it was. And I'm yeah. tired of all of that. We could, that's another topic for another day. But the movie itself, y'all, watch it or don't watch it. <laughs> There's probably, if you're looking for information about the Boston Strangler, this ain't the movie for you. Yeah. If you're looking. It's a, it's a nice little intro into it. It though. is. It, that's and a good go point. go listen to some podcasts. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? You haven't drank coffee before and your dad's drinking coffee and gives you a little sip. Exactly what it is. Okay. It's a lot of cream and sugar. Uh-huh. You know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But here's what I did like, though. And I'm actually going to, it sparked me, you saw this last night, it sparked an idea for me. Okay. Because this is what I did like. As dramatic as everything was, and I don't think it was the right tone, the, whoever was a cinematographer did a fantastic job yeah. of the shots. Telling a story through some of the shots. Y'all, let me just. I think so, too. Let me nerd out real quick. I'm sorry. There's one shot where she's reporting. She goes into this bar and she's going to talk to all these old, like, you know, these beat cops, but they're off. Yeah. Right. The, the way this, this cinematographer worked in leading lines, it is just a beautiful shot. And if you know anything about leading lines, it's about focusing on one subject and the way that it was composed. I was like, Oh, this is so beautiful. Another shot. Remember the bath, uh, the bathtub shot. She she turned the bathtub off. It was dripping water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she goes to answer the door and it's just zooming in on the bathtub. Mm-hmm. But we can hear that she's getting accosted. Right. That she's being strangled. Beautiful shot. A beautiful shot. And here's why. As a storyteller, the, they often, you know, as any like school you go to or anybody else at, uh, tells you is, how can you tell a story without giving it to somebody? <laughs> just telling you it. Mm-hmm. How can I visually show you a story? Without there being dialogue or anything else. Or take your focus off of something, you can still get what's going on. I think sometimes showing a killing on camera or showing like an essay or sexual assault on camera is just way too... Um, it's you too don't much. need to see it. Yeah, don't we don't need, need to see it. We know what's to know happening. What ha- what, to know what happened. Yeah. You can portray it through something else. Something as simple as a dripping water fountain or water faucet. Mm-hmm. And then you saw, once it's, it's zooming in the whole time, she's getting attacked. And when it gets to the, the, the end... You see a pair of new hands that you haven't seen come turn the water on and he's going to drown her in the tub or whatever. Um, but like we haven't seen that. So the whole time that they even show the Boston Strangler, you never really see who it is mm-hmm. because they work with shadows. Remember one time he goes in into Super's apartment. It's a long hallway. And because it's backlit in the back of the hallway, you can't really see who you can see the figure of who he is, but you don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with the story. Right. Because at that time they didn't know who he was. Mm hmm. 
And then when we figure out who he is, we have to see who he is. They, they just did a shot-wise. This is a beautifully shot movie. Yeah, of course. They did a fantastic job. I just think it was the wrong tone for the message that they were trying to send. I agree with that. That's it. But there were so, so many shots in there. I was like, man, they went stupid, bro. Literally, they went wild. I can't remember the other one, but I guess I have to watch it again. I, t- I took notes on the times. Um, but there's another powerful shot. Oh, 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 oh. This is fire. Remember when she's going in and she finds out that her partner is going to be working the case with her. Mm-hmm. Though she's never known this girl. Mm-hmm. And they start out and you can see all four of them. Right? You can see the, the two people who work, you know, two men who work as the head of the, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, Kira Knightley who has been working on the story of the Boston Strangler. And they brought her in, uh, the other woman who's going to help her out. And so, of course, she feels like betrayed. Right. Right. And like, what the heck? Like, respectfully, I don't this. need help. I don't need help. Yeah. That's what she said. Like, you know, hey, I, I'm rocking with you. Don't even know who you are. I'm sure you're great at what you do, but I don't need your help. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, it's one camera shot and it's slowly pushing in and she's sitting to the right. And by the time the scene is over, you can still hear the dialogue going off and everything else. People are talking, but the camera has slowly panned only on her. Making me feel like at least, though she's in a room with people, she's in shock and feels by like lonely by herself. Yeah, she just got taken out of her own element. She's been working so hard on it, and I know y'all y'all have been in those moments before where you just got dropped some news, <laughs> and it just feels like what well, you're just in a room by yourself, even though you're in a room with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Man, man, I was like, man, I gotta use that shot somehow. That mug was fire. They did a great job. So shout out to the DP, shout out to the cinematographer, but um, also, hey, I think I could have used a different tone. (laughs) 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 It would have translated a little bit better, you know, but shout out to Hulu uh, for putting something together like this and and to Kira Knightley and everybody else. Hope y'all made y'all funds and y'all coins. Um, Hulu stopped going up in price. YouTube TV. (laughs) Stop going up in price. Okay. This is supposed the to be the price a, has gone ha, up. Yeah, yesterday's price is not today's price. That that was supposed to be cord cutting when it comes to cable. Now I feel like we back to cable. Back to cable prices. That's true. With YouTube TV yeah. and Hulu Live. That's true. Anywho, any other thoughts on this uh this this Hulu film? I don't think so. Okay. I don't have any other thoughts either, but don't use us as just the people who are reviewing them for you. Why don't you take the time to watch it yourself? I still think it's a watchable film. I just will never watch it again. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of movies though. So That's true. yeah, it just is what it is. I don't feel like my time was like super duper wasted, but at the same thing, like if, if you have time to watch it on a nice gloomy day too, a gloomy day might mm, hit different. Yeah. Yeah. A gloomy day might hit different. That's true. So if it's a gloomy day outside and you're thinking, man, this is a perfect day for Twilight. It's also a uh, perfect day for this film. Go ahead I agree and throw with on that. Boston Strangler. I agree with that. You feel me? So maybe that's how you need it. Maybe the mood needs to be set for you to watch it right. Yeah. So anywho, um, yeah, thank y'all for, for staying for our review uh, of the, the Boston, Boston Strangler. <laughs> Why do we do that? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but y'all let us know what y'all watching this week. And we'll be back next week because we're watching most stuff. Yeti. Yeah. And if you're watching TV and I ask, are you still watching? Always press next. Press next.